Welcome to the Maverick Mindset Podcast, a podcast that will explore the stories of people who have chosen to take life into their own hands, in their own way, and define what success means for them. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and maybe even learn something new. My name is Romeo Santos, and I'll be your host. This is the Maverick Mindset Podcast. Let's go. All right. I am super, super excited for today's guest. Um, her name is Jennifer Schiff, and Jennifer has been in the real estate industry for over a decade. She's built and scaled multiple real estate businesses locally, as well as a national expansion. Uh, Jen has coined the term, which I absolutely love, multipreneur and identifies as such, owning multiple real estate teams, staging companies, and has a development business called the Manifest Network. A coaching and consulting empire, love that too, empire builder over here, as well as an EXP network with a goal to change the game of how real estate agents gain leverage and freedom. I love it. I'm actually one of your disciples in that mission. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, we were just commenting before the show started at uh, how stunning you look today. What oh, the heck's going yeah. on? What'd you just do? Well, you know, glam squad. <laughs> Um, I just had a couple of photo shoots, so I took advantage of the day and squeezed everything in. And then, of course, I wanted to be my very best for you. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. So um, I love a lot of, you know, that intro about you. And I think it really does speak to the person that you are that, you know, I've known for many years now. And, you know, manifest is something that's really big for you, you talk about manifesting things a lot, but why don't you share a little bit with our, our, our show viewers and listeners, like what does that mean to you and, and why did you choose that as a company name? Oh, what does manifest mean to me? So manifest is the belief that through vision, action, and again, a belief system, anything is possible. Um, I am the queen of anything is possible. And at this point in my life, I'm grateful that I have proven that many times over. So, you know, for me, when I started to develop this empire, and really when it was just a dream, I wanted to put a name on it that really felt like who I was. Um, and I just had all of these huge visions for myself and none of it was anywhere within reach and none of it was anywhere within possibility. And I knew that the only way I was ever going to create anything was to manifest it. And so first it starts with the belief that you can do or accomplish something or the vision for what you want to accomplish. Then that's paired with a constant, you know, it's all about the self-talk and how you really perceive yourself inside of it. And then the key to all of it is just action, right? You have to be willing to take actions that you're not taking today that align to whatever the manifestation is. And when you put those together, manifest. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Okay. So I know where you are today and we'll get to where you are today, but why don't we start somewhere fun? Why don't we start from earlier on in life? Like, tell us about who you were as a kid and uh -huh. were you always like this driven and passionate? Sure. Um, I've always been passionate. I've always been driven. I always remember in college, in my English class, I would lead the groups and I was team dominatrix, right? <laughs> so you go back, I think that was always inside of me. Um, I had switched schools. I would always find groups and lead them and make new friends and find the way to like make my impact. So if I'm looking back at it, I'd say that was probably always inside of me. Um, I started off a young child watching you and my brother skateboard actually. And, you know, through the journey of life, I think ultimately um, in my early 20s was the first time that I took any type of 
job that I stayed in for a consistent amount of time. And it was a glamorous cocktail waitress. So, I mean, that was the career of all time. And, you know, what was interesting about it was, is it started to just show my personality and my behavior. And when we talk about bringing like talent into our world or relationships, we always look for trajectory. Um, And even though it was just my early twenties and I was cocktail waitressing, there were things that I started to do there that you could tell were difference makers. Like, you know, I got my own section because I was the fastest one, or I could outring the bartenders because I would just go that extra mile. Um, You know, the managers would come up to me and say, how are you? And I'd say, can you please pull my numbers? Right. So, you know, I knew nothing back then, yet that's what I cared about. I was like, show it to me. Um, So you start to see those habits. You start to see who the person is very early on. Um, And I had a lot of success with that. So making a lot of money in my early 20s was clearly something that I was excited about. Yet cocktail waitressing was not a career path. Um, so when I moved back to Maryland, I actually did that in South Florida, I started to get into the first thing I actually did was I got certified and I learned kitchen and bath design and I did kitchen and bath design and I worked for a contractor. And then that was my first sales position. I started selling kitchens and baths after cocktails. And so I went from cocktails to kitchens and baths. And then from kitchens and baths, I, Um, worked and transferred into what I thought was going to be the next best thing for my young 20s. And that was a corporate role. So Mm. I actually went into a corporate global sales position and I got involved in the early days of dialers and call centers. And so I sold dialers and I worked within the collection industry and I got to start traveling all over the country doing events. So, you know, for years I was on video conferences, I think before video conferences existed. Um, And that was just a really fun time. However, that was corporate world. And one day I got a phone call and they said, we're shutting this department down and off Mm. to the focus of one of our other silos we're going. So Mm. it was an interesting journey. And then from there, I decided to take another role and I just stayed in that path of dialers, but I went for a private company and a private call center in Mexico. And I learned a bunch during that phase. Um, And that's really what started getting me eventually around that time into real estate. My boyfriend at the time, um, and maybe actually he was my fiance when he started, started to ask me to get into the real estate industry. And I would watch him on the phone all the time at people's houses for hours because there was no digital signature, throwing his laptop up against the wall when he would be loading the pictures at 1 a.m. and they just wouldn't, they'd disappear. And I just didn't want that life, right? That wasn't for me. Um, And it took a lot of convincing. And it was finally a conference that we got invited to as we were being recruited into KW at that time. And it was a family reunion and he convinced me to go even though it was my birthday, it was in California. So I told him you have to take me to Disneyland in Laguna. And then when he agreed to do those things, I went to the conference and to be honest, I sat in that room for 15 minutes and I'm like, oh, this is a business. I was like, I can do these things. I can execute a model. And as soon as I understood that there was a business to be developed, that's where I made the switch. And I looked over at him and I said, we're going to start a real estate team and I'm ready to join you. And the rest is really history. So that was, you know, end of 2010. Um, Fast forward, it took some time for us to develop what that transfer would look like, build a team. He was a single agent. There was a lot of components to it. And in October of 2011, we launched a shift home team. 
And from 2011 to 2015, we grew 650%. We doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled. We were the number one KW Metro team for five years consistently. And we have a fun ride with that, right? It was very exciting to start to learn and build. Um, inside of that, the staging company launched and we staged about 200 homes a year. And then the development company launched and we started doing a lot of flips and rentals and really building wealth for ourselves the same way that we were teaching people to build wealth in the industry. And at that point, I started to get a little bored. Should I keep going? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. please. Um, you know, so at that point, we, you know, you, everyone hits a ceiling. So we had doubled like four times over. And at that point, there was a couple of years and we just started to stay in a certain space, I'm doing about 350 units a year, but we started to get into that arena. And I just wanted to not do things by myself anymore. I was really passionate around collaboration. I believe that thought leadership and mind share was really the access to whatever it was that would break us through. Um, I started seeking different ways in which I could expand myself just out of the real estate team because I was really behind the scenes at that time, doing the back end while Michael was in production and he was really the front of everything as the rainmaker. And that journey brought me to the opportunity to get into national expansion in 2016. So in 2016, I took a role in national expansion. And then the rest is really history from that point. Um, over those two and a half years, I had the opportunity to earn my right into the VP of Ops role. So I really did lead the entire company nationally. We had about 30 expansion teams in all sorts of different cities all across the country. We scaled over 1,500 transactions in a year, $350 million in volume, just wild rides, right? Um, and out of that, we learned all sorts of different lessons. And that was where I truly got the understanding of what it was to grow, scale, and build real estate business in a whole nother way, because I was building, growing, and scaling multiple real estate businesses all across the nation in multiple markets every single day. Um, so to say that really did give me a lot of the knowledge and leadership lessons I needed to become who really I am today. Um, and it didn't stop there. I did that for about two and a half years. Then I went into prop tech and I went and launched uh, iBuyer platform, worked in the prop tech space for about a year. That was a startup that didn't ultimately succeed. And it was after that, that I actually made the decision because I think this is really about failure, right? And what it takes to be tenacious in what you yeah, want. And, sure. you know, at that point, if we fast forward, I went three and a half years, just really knowing that there was more and that I wanted to be disruptive and I wanted to make an impact. And I kept having to make that impact other, uh, under other people's um, decision-making process, right? Because I was working for other people. And after I got out of all these opportunities, it really came to fruition that I thought maybe I could do something myself. <laughs> mm. And I didn't know what it was. And at first, a uh, few people came to me and just started asking me if I'd work for them or with them, right? And I didn't want to take on another job role. And that kind of what launched consulting originally, right? It wasn't a business. It was more people coming to me and asking me to help them. And I said, oh, I might as well call myself a consultant. Um, <laughs> and then off we went. And, you know, that first launched... Um, and I took another job role after that. And it really wasn't until coming back out of that last job role in April, 2020, that I said, this is it. It's all me. We're going to just do this. And I've been scaling manifest in full fledged focus ever since. 
long journey, but that's it. It's an incredible journey. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I want to start back early in that um, journey that you shared with us where you talked about trajectory and then um, like showing signs. In your experience, for those out there listening that may not that, that may look at you and say, okay, this, she, she's achieved so much, like no way could I do that. Were you always this way? Did you have any failures? And do you think that people um, are born this way or can they learn to be tenacious like what you are? Yeah. So all I do is fail, right? <laughs> I, I actually don't succeed. It is my series of failures that creates the success. You know, if you look at mm. every single thing I've done, nothing has ever worked the first time. Most things have not worked the second time or third time either. Um, I would say that probably one of the things that makes me able to continue to do this, and it's not about being special or different, it's about the fact that I just don't stop. So as soon as I realize that something isn't working or something's brought to me, I'm a big believer in the universe, I follow energy, I follow people, and I pivot at all times, I don't stop. So if this isn't working or this person isn't working or the energy isn't aligning or I'm not getting the feels, I just keep going to where I am. And that has been the greatest aspect of my success is that when I believe in something and I'm willing to take actions towards it, I don't stop for anyone else's opinion. I don't stop for anyone else's stories or what's limiting them or what's stopping them in their life. I go for the belief and the belief wins 110% of the time. I love that. You know, you said a couple of things in there that you, you just keep failing, but you're failing your way to success. And you even mentioned the word energy in there. And it brings me to the story of Edison who, you know, they said, Oh, you failed a thousand times. He goes, no, I just, you know, um, had a thousand different ways that didn't work. The thousand and first time actually worked and I created a light bulb. Right. So it sounds like that's kind of your mantra is like, I know I'm confident I'm pushing. It may not work this time, but each time I learn something new on my journey to being successful. Yeah. You know, if I, for anyone listening, right. Every single time you have resistance, anytime somebody doesn't align the way you think they should align, anytime that you get a no, just keep going. The yes <laughs> is there. The alignment is there. The people who want it are there. You just have to keep going. It works every time, every time, every time. You know, it's I blow really, it's my really, own mind. I just have, you know, yeah. I'm sitting here smiling. I, I blow my own mind with it. So it, it's the truth, right? It, it's not concept. I've proven it so many times over and over. And I do it with a lot of my clients now too. So mm -hmm. we see the results of that as well. So it's just really fun. Yeah, I love it. Okay, awesome. So um, you, for those who are listening but have no idea the industry that, that we're both involved in, what is KW? Oh, so KW is Keller <laughs> Williams. Um, okay. It is a brokerage. I was with that brokerage for about 10 years, and now I am with EXP. Okay, and EXP is also a real estate brokerage, EXP just for everybody's knowledge out there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Making real estate and, fun again. Yeah. And now, now you also spoke about, like, when you guys went to that um, – uh, conference, which is called Family Reunion. Uh, for those listening, Family Reunion is this incredible event where 20, 30,000 realtors converge on a city and all the top producers around the country and world in that company come and talk and there's a lot of breakouts and it's a great learning experience and just a lot of energy and fun in there. So you went there and you said, 
that it struck you, okay, real estate is just a business. It's a system and it's a model. I can do that. So talk a little bit more about that. Cause you know, those people out there that maybe just are off track, it might just mean that they don't have the right system or the model. Would you agree with that statement? Everything's a system. Okay. Everything's a system. You know, how you get dressed is a system. How you go to sleep is a system. How you manage your calendar is a system. How your relationship with your family is a system. How you run your business, how you do your work, you name it, it's a system, right? And sometimes the system is, is that I lay my clothes out before I wake up so I have enough time to exercise in the morning. And sometimes the system is I don't take my next action until I look at my calendar to see what I plan to do couple examples. You can scope the, right? You can scope the entire spectrum. And sometimes a system is something so advanced that you're architecting automations and building all sorts of things inside technology, right? Um, I think the key is, is that anytime we do something entrepreneurially, the result is going to be significantly less than if you build the system around your behavior to succeed the way you want to succeed. Okay. Talk more about the behavior. Cause I don't think a lot of people that have not had the experience to that type of training that we've had would even identify with what we're talking about. Yeah, of course. So a lot of people believe that their success will come or what they want will come when something happens. Mm. When I am this, I will be this. When I get mm. this, I will be happy. When I turn into this, when this gets created, when, 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 when there actually is no, when there's now. Because what I can also prove is that 98% of everything that we perceive when we're looking for predictability does not come to fruition. What comes to fruition beyond our wildest dreams is when we actually meet our actions and our belief systems in the now, and we create in what's available to us in the moment. And that moment creates the possibilities that are usually far beyond our wildest dreams versus most of us will stay stuck in the predictability or stay stuck in the wonder. And so we wait for change. And what happens is, is that change in a human is very challenging. I could talk for hours about this, so not to get into <laughs> the whole tangent, yet like our minds are programmed and we are operating systems. And what we attempt to do is change who we are versus meeting our behavior where it's at and building a system around what is available again today. So an example about meeting our behavior where it is. I could say that I'm gonna start running five times a week, right? Mm -hmm. There's my goal to run five times a week. Amazing. When I start running five times a week, I'm going to have to come back on the podcast. <laughs> Yet in order for me to run five days a week, what that means is that I actually have to wake up an hour earlier. I likely again, have to have my clothes set before I need to know what run I'm going to do. And I know that I'm not going to feel like doing it. So how do I motivate myself in the now to actually take the action? So that's mm -hmm. a system around my behavior. I know that I have to wake up an hour early. I know that I have to put my clothes out. I know that I need to plan my run because my behavior is that I'm not gonna do it. However, if I sit here and just say, I need to change and run five days a week, I'm not going to change and start running five days a week. So it's really understanding who you're being in the moment and the thing you need to help get you from where you are to where you need to go. All success is built in small incremental growth, small incremental change. There is nobody in this universe who you will see who has had the greatest success, any mentor, anyone you look up to, any successful business owner, they all started with incremental growth, incremental habit, and incremental change. That's really the key to success in all of it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Powerful. So, so if we're talking about 
that system, let's say we're talking about the running that you were just talking about. It sounds like if I heard you right, that you have to first probably have enough awareness around who you may be so that you can almost outsmart yourself into a new habit. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah. Yeah. So so like for me, like I love cookies. So if I don't want to gain weight or eat cookies, I just can't have cookies in the house. Correct. That's it. You don't bring the cookies because you know if they're there, you're going to eat them. And you don't go to the bakery that has the cookies that you love either. Right. right? And I love what you said there, Romeo. It all starts with self-awareness, right? If we believe that we are on autopilot and the things that are you're thinking in your mind and the way you're perceiving things and all of the stories you're telling yourself, if you think that that is just who you are, it's actually not the truth. Science will tell you it's who you're programmed to be. And so when we can start to understand and have self-awareness around how we're acting and who we're being, it does give us the control to hack the mind and create a different result. Um, When it comes to habit, though, the best way to formulate habit, just as a takeaway for everyone, it's cue, action, reward. Cue, action, reward. So when you want to formulate a habit, you have to bring something to a cue that will then ignite the action that you've decided you need to take in the habit. And then there has to be a reward on the other side for your mind to start feeling and your body to start feeling because it's all mind and heart cohesion. I know that's deep too. Yet it is the feelings and the mind brought together that actually will create the ability to become somebody else. When we talk about those healers, for instance, the people who are very sick and have these miraculous healing stories and journeys, it's all bringing those pieces together. It's because it's the belief system and the action that they take. It's all in your thought. Okay. So I love that. So, and you're always so eloquent w- with this. I mean, I, I'm always so envious whenever we have conversations and you say things, I, I literally have to go back on our Zooms just to regurgitate it to our team and I still butcher it. So I just want to pay you that compliment, number one. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm on num- 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 Number two though, like what I'm hearing is, okay, so there are people that want to do something more, right? And they may be in a place where, where they're, they're not getting there. And so you use the word journey, right? Which we talk about a lot, the word journey, right? Like life and success and everything in our eyes is not a destination, it's a journey and who you're becoming along that journey, right? So people that are finding success, what I'm hearing, including yourself, are those that have one, the ability to have some awareness at what they're doing wrong and continue to tweak and change or navigate around whatever pan just smacked them in the face and knocked them off the horse and continue to move forward along that journey while morphing and continuing to become a different person so that they can get more of what they want or closer to what they want. Does that, does that sound like in layman's terms for everybody out there? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about, cause you were saying, you know, programming, Tell us a little bit about when you were growing up, let's say before, you know, high school or college, when you started, were there certain things that you think that happened with you programming wise that either set you on this like tenaciousness drive or were you a different person? Were you timid at any point in your life? I don't believe I was timid. Um, When I was younger, they used to tell me I was going to be an attorney. Um, I'm I'm, you know, I'm a result of a lot of trauma. That's actually what it is, right? So the reality is, is that, you know, we all in our life have gone through a lot of trauma. Um, I would say that I have gone through, we could, you know, arguably say 
a good amount. <laughs> um, and I believe that it's the things that have happened to me in my life and have caused me to have to be in a perspective or really um, realize that things, again, it just goes back to, I hadn't thought about it this way yet. I learned really early on that what you are told and what someone may be perceiving to you as what the future may look like or how things are going to be, it really always isn't the case. And I think that through many times in my life where I was disenchanted with my trust and belief in somebody else, that I eventually got to the point where I had to trust and believe me. And when I started to trust and believe myself, not other people, um, I'm in the greatest space of my life right now. And I've gotten the greatest results multiple times over by not allowing other people's vision or judgments or guidelines to be the way in which I chose to show up to the world. Mm. I, I love that you brought that part up at the very end there. Thank you for sharing number one, but that part at the end where other people's, right? Like the outside influences, how many people, because you talk to a lot of people, mm. how many people are failing not because of them, but because of what they allow into their world from others? Well, I would say it's what they allow into the world from others or what they allow into their own self, right? A hundred percent of people. It's a hundred percent, right? Everybody functions from their programming and you are programmed from external stimulus. And then your internal stimulus is all developed based on the programming that happened externally. Um, the reality is if we want to get like uber science, neuroscience on everyone, you know, your photo album was established from the time that you were zero to seven years old and everything that you create in life and everything that you become is really a result of that photo album. And whether you choose, you know, I say in one of my classes, you're not responsible for the programming that was brought into you during your childhood years, yet you are 100% responsible for the adult upgrades. Right. And so when we can have the self-awareness of what may have caused that photo album to be the picture that our mind is constantly looking at and what it's trying to recreate, the brain attempts to recreate the programming. The brain does not create the reality. Right. It's based on what is inside your mind and the experiences you have had prior. And the brain is there to keep you safe. So they talk about the flinch. Right. We talk about when we have aligned and we know that all of these pieces are together and yet we still don't act because we have these fears, we have these apprehensions, we have all these things keeping us away from it. That's just programming. Right. And so you have to get to the self-awareness to understand that this is a possibility I want for myself. And this is the belief that I'm willing to hold on to. And these are the actions that I'm willing to take. Um, it's really funny. Uh, do you know the secret that came out about 13 years ago? Are you familiar yeah. with the secret? No. Okay, so the secret was the first time in our culture that the law of attraction, really another word for manifestation, was brought to fruition. And they recently just released a new documentary that talked about the debunking of the secret and the law of attraction, because when they released it 13 years ago, they forgot, they forgot. I don't know if they had the consciousness yet to bring the action part forward. So all these people began to believe that they could just think anything into fruition. You can't sure. think anything into fruition. I call myself a witch every day and I still can't think it into fruition, right? <laughs> you have to believe it. You have to think it, you have to see it and you have to act it. 
And so this whole documentary is just talking about, hey, we basically forgot the action part of this 13 years ago. And now we're here to tell you, you add the action part. And they brought all the specialists back who did the original documentary. Um, and now they talk about the full cohesion of it. And that's just how it works. There's no other way. Um, and it's whether people choose to do it or not. I tell every single person I talk to on a daily basis, whether you do it or you don't do it is the actual realization of anything coming true. Nothing that you project in your mind is ever going to bring things to reality. Actions bring results, thoughts bring depression and anxiety. So um, we're talking about almost like be, do, have, right? So you have to be the person necessary first and simultaneously do the things that a person that you're being would do to ultimately have what it is that the result is, right? Yeah, and, and, and you know, um, I also was re-listening recently to Zig Ziglar and you said something else in there that he says all the time throughout his seminars and it's very simple. It's not what happens to you in life that determines your life. It's how you react to the things that happen to you in life. So, you know, with that said, you're clearly a brave person, right? I mean, anybody listening would not say like, oh, she's, she's, you know, she's afraid of things. You're a brave person. What would you recommend to somebody out there that just is not so confident or not so brave? Like how, how, what, what would be some resources that they could either read or what would be some things that they could pot potentially do to help them start being more of what they need to be to start getting the things that they want? Yeah. So I think ultimately, if I were to give anybody a starting point, um, it's just get into a healthy relationship with who you are today, mm. right? You know, the fixation for everybody becomes who they want to be. And they actually don't take the inventory of who they are because mm. ultimately what happens when we want to achieve is we are achieving a gap. We are not achieving a goal. And when we focus on a goal, that's why there's so many people who achieve goals and yeah, sorry, set goals and do not achieve the goals because they're not paying attention to the difference of the person that is required to get the goal to fruition. And so for me, it's really just meet you where you are, where you are first identify where it is you may want to go and just figure out the first thing that you have to do. Like what is just the first action that you need to take and then take it and then you'll get results. And then whether you win or learn, you keep going. All right, what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And people get so stuck in, in you know, all transparency. What should I read? What should I do? Who should I be? Be yourself because that's the most important thing. Be committed to taking care of yourself because that's even more important than being yourself is the care for who you are. And then just decide based on where you are today, what the next thing you can do to move yourself forward is and simplify it. Just super simple. The littlest things. Like if you are upset that you don't talk to your sister and you want to mend the relationship with your sister and you spent all day thinking about your sister, but you didn't pick up the phone, take a pen and write on your hand, call sister in the morning. <laughs> right? Like that's it. And wake up and read it and actually call your sister in the morning. So it's simple. There's nothing complicated to it. You know, when I want to achieve anything that I've achieved, all I do is create the vision for what I want. And then I figure out the next logical thing I can do. And then I say a lot to myself in my mind, you can't think about that. 
I say it all day long. You can't think about that. You can't think about that. And then I shift myself to what I can think about, which is what can I do next? And that may, if I say, be any one of my magic potions inside my mind. I, I do that a lot. Like I will be in vision and I understand what I'm looking to create, yet I do not spend a lot of time in the what ifs, right? Because the what ifs are really what make us sick in all transparency mm. too, right? Um, so it's like, okay, this is what I want. This is the next action. Let me take the action. And then based on the result of the action, I can have some feelings, yet I cannot feel until I act, right? So that's the game. Can't feel, you got to act. Once you act, you can feel, but then you have to act again. Um, and you know, I tell people all the time, you're not actually going to ever feel like doing it, right? People believe that the desire is the ignition to achievement, and desire comes on the other side of achievement. You will not feel like ever doing any of the things you need to do to get what you want. So get in the relationship with not wanting to do it and not feeling like doing it, yet planning and deciding you're gonna do it because when you do those things, that's what opens up what you actually want and it gives the mind and body the opportunity to create the emotions that you're looking to feel. And through those feelings, you will then create the desire to do that more. And that's the habit formation, right? It's the cue of the lack of desire. It's the action that you've agreed upon that you want to do. And then it's the reward, which is actually doing it and seeing what happens on the other side. The result is always what drives the desire. Mm, unpack that a little bit more. So give us an example in like, let's say it's not business related, something personal, um, you know, running a marathon or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can, we can just go back to the exercise one if we want to go personal. Sure. So you want to go to the gym every day, right? I have established I want to go to the gym every day. I can't actually think about going to the gym every day. What I have to think about is laying my clothes out for the gym and setting my alarm clock, right? So I set my alarm clock and I lay my clothes out for the gym. I wake up and I put my gym clothes on. Well, now that my gym clothes are on, what's the next logical thing I'm going to do? I'm going to get in my car, right? So now I'm in my car and I'm wearing my gym clothes. Well, where am I going to go? Well, I'm likely going to drive to the gym. Then I get to the gym and I'm in front of the gym. What am I going to do? I'm likely going to go into the gym, right? And so there's just that example of how you can incrementally take the first thing that you know you need to do. That's a real simple one. And just do that thing. And then you're like, okay, I woke up, my alarm's on. What do I need to do? Oh, look, there are my clothes. Let me put on my clothes. Oh, great. They're my, right? And it's just step-by-step. Step. So you drop the destination as soon as you establish it and you bring yourself to the map of how you get there. Mm. Is that helpful? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think when we talk to desire and result, right? So if I take all of those steps and I go to the gym and I work out, after I work out, how do I feel? Great. Great. Energized, yeah. healthy. Endorphins running through. Care of myself. Yeah. When I wake up and that alarm goes off at 7 a.m., do you think I'm ever going to feel like going to the gym? Maybe if you build the habit enough. Maybe if I yeah. build the habit enough and the habit is created by the reward, right? Of feeling amazing after the workout over and over and over again. See how that works? Yeah. Well, what do they say? Success is boring. Yeah, it is. Right? It's not, it, it, it's just a string of the same consistent things that you need to take action on each day that will provide you the success. But it's not this big hoo-ha, rah-rah, you know, this one big grand thing that you do. It is, it is boring. And they also say what success is simple, not easy because it's hard to be disciplined, right? 
And I think the best one of all of them to just wrap that in a bow is you don't have to be different or special. You just have to be consistent, which is what most people aren't. Which actually makes you different and special because most people aren't, right? I mean, that, that's, that's really, I think, I think especially in our business of real estate, we see that all the time that there are people that are phenomenally successful in their business that there's nothing spectacular about them. They are just willing to do the monotonous, boring, consistent things required to be successful. Even like, a, a you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger as a bodybuilder, right? Like incredibly successful, but his life was for the most part, all intents and purposes, very boring. Chicken, brown rice, steroid in the butt, workout. Chicken, brown <laughs> rice, steroid in the butt, right? I mean, there's nothing so exciting about that. You're not like going out and partying and doing all sorts of fun, exciting things because you're not going to maintain that level of success if you're doing those. So that's really interesting. Um, okay, so so you now we'll, now we'll bring it back fast forward a little bit. Thank you so much for sharing all those insights. I think that that's going to be really helpful for people. So, you know, you talked about the fact that um, at KW from 2011 to 2015 that you and uh, Michael Schiff created the Schiff Home Team and went from a single agent to 350 units, which is just a massive amount of homes to sell in one year for one team for one location. Then you find yourself, you know, running um, that expansion business that you were talking about for 350 million, right? 1500 homes. I mean, you know, let me ask you a question. What I'm getting at is, is there any real difference in the things that you do on a daily basis between 350 homes and 350 million of 1500 homes. Yeah. So the habits of a business owner who produces 350 units versus the habits of a business owner or leader who leads 1500 units, it's very different. Um, I would say that the greatest difference in that is leadership okay. and how to win and be with people. And you want to talk about failure. Woof. All right. My trail of dead bodies from 2016 to 2018, right? There was a lot inside of that. And I learned so many lessons and I succeeded with so many people. And there's, you know, the people who are in my world today actually came out of that period of time, right? So I say it that way, just to, you know, put the emphasis on the fact that I am far from perfect, right? This is all based on failure. Um, and I would say that the greatest lessons during that time really came in is that you can't do it on your own. And when you have to work with and through people and you need to enroll people and support them and just help them get what they want, helping people get what they want, which is what I became specialized in now. And that's what I do in my consulting business. That was the lesson, right? I could not produce 1500 transactions on my own. I had to help people get what they want and I had to help teach people how to think as business owners to then scale and be able to grow. So those are some of the big differences between that. It's just an entirely different skill set that's required to be able to scale to that degree and that fast. You know, we did that in 12 months. Sure. Yeah, that's huge. Okay. So um, there's, there's, there's probably an easy actionable item in there that you talked about that, you know, somebody that's nowhere near what it is that you're talking about could do. And that is, I believe, helping people get what they want. Talk about that a little bit more and what's so important about that element. 
everything, um, you know, first and foremost, through helping others achieve what they desire, that's the access to getting anything that you desire, right? Mm -hmm. So that first and foremost is always the case. Um, anytime in my life where I held back or I, I call it selfish, you know, I didn't win. It wasn't until I was willing to release everything and give everything away and be everything for everyone and help the extent that I still take care of myself, yet really be there for people and be there for people in the way that they are um, and not the way that we want them to be, right? So many of us believe that somebody's perspective should be our perspective or they should show up the way we want them to show up. Or I love that everyone thinks that people should act like us, right? That's my favorite one. Well, I did it on my own. I didn't have to teach them. I figured it out. Well, they're not you. And these people are working for you. And if they were you, they'd probably be with me right now building the business versus wanting to be an entrepreneur versus an entrepreneur, right? Mm. And I think that there's a real difference in who those people are. And, you know, helping people get what they want is the journey of understanding human behavior, understanding people as human beings, and knowing that, it takes all sorts of different resources to bring people from where they are today to where they want to be. If you think about how hard it is to change yourself, Romeo, is it challenging to change yourself? Yes. Okay. So imagine how challenging it is to change others. Some argue that you can't do it, right? You can't change others. However, you can help others bring themselves to self-awareness and bring the tools and resources and the different things that can open their access to perspective and open their ability to shift who they are today. Not change, but shift who they are today because all we actually have in reality is who we are today. And again, the projections and all the things we want to try to figure out before they come into existence or all the people that we say that we want to be that we can't be today because we don't have the habits and we don't have the behavior you have to come to the now. It's all about the now. And that's how you can shift people. Mm. You know, I, we've been talking about this a lot in my business with my team and the, the you know, I was actually sharing with my team this morning because we brought on a new team member that knows me from the hospitality industry. <clears throat> and we were talking about a morning routine, right? And how that can really center you and that it can be really powerful. And and I was explaining to them, like, you know, I, I got, I got aware on who I was and then I got exposed to some things that could help me that I wanted. And that as a result of that, the person that I am today is very different and that the change has to come from within because a hundred million people could have told me that I should have done that routine and it would have made me better. And I would have told them all to go kick rocks until I decided that I wanted that for myself and I did it. Yet, I agree, you've got to at least be able to set the environment for individuals to feel open and free to be able to make that choice if they want to or not. And what do they say all the time? That the teacher shows up when the student is ready, right? Mm -hmm. Right, I mean, I think like like you, you and, and Michael were my teacher at that point in life for me. And I credit you guys all the time that, you know, the, the, the growth that I've had in the last, six years now was sparked from the environment that you all had created not you specifically made me a different person but the environment that you all had created opened me up to things that i had not been open to before and therefore i made the choice to latch on and change from your own free will right in the space in which you were willing to do it and that's yes. what it is you have to find what you're willing to do 
People always project what they want without meeting their willingness where it's at. And if you don't know what you're willing to do, then it's unattainable to be able to be anything beyond what you are today because you will just keep repeating the actions and the behaviors. So you have to get real with the fact that in order to shift any place except for where you are today, that it requires you doing things that you are not doing. Same behavior, same action, same results. Different behaviors, different actions, different results. That's the formula. Mm -hmm. And it's proven. And anybody who believes that there's anything different, it's just a matter of what the story in their mind is telling them to keep them safe from the actions that they know are going to achieve that different self. Because the body actually is programmed to feel what it's used to feeling. So if you're used to feeling bad, your body is going to create all the stimulus and it's going to project a world for you in which you can constantly have things that cause you to feel bad right? Mm -hmm. If you don't want to feel bad anymore, you have to move past that self-awareness and that programming and put yourselves in situations and create actions that will cause a different emotion. And then your body has to get used to that new emotion. You have to create joy over and over and over again, where you are used to creating dismay over and over and over again to your body, then create joy from the mental picture. And I know this is a lot of, you know, scientific brain stuff, yet this is how it works, right? This is the consciousness. This is the difference. You know, they say all the time, like um, Olympians, for instance, like how do they do what they do? How do they train? And they talk to themselves in third person all day long. That is what they say. You have to take the story that's being told in your mind as if it's you and you have to separate it. Jen, I understand that you don't feel like going and getting dressed right now and you want to press snooze. However, Jen, you need to wake up right now because you decided that there's something that you want, right? If I'm just in my head, I don't want to wake up. I'm not going to wake up, right? So it's really starting to differentiate that what your mind is telling you versus what is possible inside your mind are two different things. Yeah. And that's a great example. It's almost like they say, you know, if you say before you go to bed, oh my God, seven o'clock is going to come so early. You're probably not going to get up at seven o'clock versus if you tell yourself I'm getting up at seven o'clock tomorrow and doing A, B, C, and D, you've just told your mind what's going to happen. And then when you wake up, your mind is like, okay, this is what they said we're doing. So this is what we're doing. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, if, if there's somebody out there listening right now, and I know that we've talked about a lot of this and not to beat a dead horse, but that they're like, you know what, I want to make some changes. What are some books that have been impactful for you or some programs maybe that you've been engaged in that you would share that people can, um, we can link this in the show notes and people can find. Sure. So I would send everybody to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. So uh, he has a program that you can either get on Amazon Prime, even just YouTube him and start watching his like free videos um, or Gaia, but he has a documentary series called Rewired. Um, it is probably the most impactful levels of consciousness around the things that I'm talking to you about that I had ever received outside of like formal education and NLP training and certifications and things like that. Um, and then he has amazing books too. One of them is, I believe it's called The Habit. No, what is it? It's Breaking Yourself. Oh, I can't think of the exact title of it right now. Um, wow. Okay. I don't want to look we'll at my phone. We'll yeah, we'll have it. to we'll find it. I don't want to look at my phone, yes. but I would say, so whether it's like the habit of breaking yourself or something like that, um, okay. his books or any of his content is really the best tools out 
available to anybody today that can start to teach you about consciousness and how the mind works. Okay, awesome, awesome. And then how about things that you're just reading right now, either for growth or for pleasure? Sure. Um, Profit First, right? Mm, so I feel that like one. that one is always a great book to help business owners if you're growing a business or you just want to refine and define your business. Um, I think the, what are some of my favorites that I love? Um, unofficial, the unofficial um, project management for the unofficial project manager, right? So okay. I think that one's incredible for people that are just trying to organize and understand how to create systems around what they have to do. Um, I love on F yourself. I don't know if I can say it, <laughs> sure. right? right? So those are just some of the ones that are like really good to be able to bring people to some of these, um, different states and pull them into just new perspective, new self-awareness. Um, what are some other ones that I could think of that are really good? Um, I'll think through, I'll send right. you some more too. Okay. Now, are you, um, are you a, a person that listens to the 12 hours? Positivity, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The positivity, um, realm like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, any of those things. Have you ever gotten into those, uh, genre of books? Um, a little bit. Right. And if I'm being super transparent, I am not like a super avid reader. Right. So mm -hmm. I probably get through like three or four, books a year the way I like to read books, which is I skip around, I go to the places that I think are like really critical. If somebody shares something with me, oh, you know what I would tell you guys since we talked about this? Um, Atomic Habits is just like an incredible book, right? So, and The Power of Habit is also so. another one, book, right? Those are really good. Um, so if we're looking at habit formation, I would say those are really excellent ones. So I do spend a lot of time researching. I spend a lot of my time in classes. I like interactive and collaborative learning more than I am like a time on task bookworm. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of what I love to create is through experience because I believe that experience is the best lesson. Um, and I really do, I, I like to be the smallest fish in, you know, the big ocean in a sense. So while it gets a little bit more challenging as I grow, I'm still always seeking to be in the rooms of people who are doing more than I have done, right? And who have achieved greater success than I have achieved and who I can learn from and I can grow from. And I surround myself with mentors and achievers and people who are doing the things that I want to be doing um, or that I am doing as well in a collaborative space. And that's really where a lot of the empowerment has really created opportunity for me. Okay, awesome. And, and so we haven't spoken a whole lot about that today, but I think that that's really an important part for people that are either looking to grow a business or, you know, just do something different is the habit of what I think you're referring to, like being around others that maybe you can model. Yeah. Yeah. You want to learn from other people, right? Again, whenever we are working in our own mind, we are at the least effective method of achievement possible, right? So mm. left to our own device, we are in the least effective method possible. And so whether it's having a coach or a consultant or an accountability partner or surrounding yourself with mentors or attaching yourself to people who are doing things that you want to be doing or see yourself doing, putting yourself in environments that are going to cause you to achieve when left to our own device, we will not get what we want. 
I do not know anybody left to their own device who has gotten what they want. So if anybody listens to this and they can tell me that they've done it, I'd love to learn the lesson, right? Um, and ultimately it is all about who we surround ourselves with, what we tap into and how we get out of our own thoughts because our own thoughts are just a series of programs that are keeping us safe, right? Out of the thought and into the action or into the fruition of the opportunity to just model and behave ways that people are behaving the way we want to. Okay. It sounds like what I continue to hear from you, a, a big theme is that you're really big on the understanding the mind and almost hacking the mind, right? Like making the mind do what it's meant to do and be the powerful tool to help you achieve and manifest what it is that you want. Would that sound accurate? A thousand percent. And you know, the, the cherry on top of that is the journey of how to remain reactionless to all stimulus. Right. So things don't work out for me constantly. Right. If I could say that everything that I wanted to happen just happens the way I want it to, it doesn't. Yet every single thing that happens is perfect because what happens next is actually what I want. Right. So every time somebody has shut me down, every time someone said no, or every time someone hasn't believed in what I thought was possible or what I wanted to create, I brought that to life. What was that? I'm sorry. You hear I, that? I don't know. I'm not okay. sure. Okay. So anytime somebody has disbelieved and I have believed and I have moved past whatever that was, I have won a hundred percent of the time. Right. And so how do you accept people's perception, understanding that that is from their programming, right? They can't see it the way you see it. They can't feel it the way you feel it. They can't understand it the way that you understand it. So the mission in life is how do you begin to bring people into their understanding, right? How do you meet someone where they see it and just be able to then come from that place? And that I think is one of the big differences. Okay. Yeah. Love that. I, I, I think I would agree quite a bit on the, on the element of like being able to move through and, and, and believe in what it is that you want. Right. And like not be reactionary. And I think for me personally, that that has been a big key because I, you know, my personality type in general and my upbringing and my programming, like I was hot, right. Like all the time, like something We've had happens. had a lot of and, fun with this, haven't right? we? Yeah, like really quick to get really, really frustrated. And still, right, as we go through our coaching sessions, because you still coach me today, there are times that you have to remind me, like, you are, I can sense, frustrated with the story you're telling me. Is that really where you should be? And it's like, no, it's not where I should be. And it's what I'm feeling. Okay, thank you for helping me to bring it back in. And, 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 and with that said, like, I also know that, you know, being a being a person that wants something larger that other piece that you talked about of like you know it's okay true to it they just can't see it the way that you can see it that's that's what i think is you know those two things together is really hard because it's so easy to allow yourself to be swayed by other people's opinions even if you truly believe in what it is that you can do and it's so easy to allow your fiery emotional side to take over and then you lose all ability to be rational and really make good choices. And by all means, just so everyone knows, I'm highly emotional, right? So I'm actually not a non-emotional person. So I can do this because I'm not emotional. I mean, there's been times where I probably cried 476 days straight, right? Because I'm that emotional yet. I don't allow my emotions 
or my feelings to dictate what I believe, right? And I allow my feelings to feel. And if I need to cry, I'm going to cry. And if I need to share, I'm going to share. And if I need to do whatever I need to do to meet my emotions and meet myself where it is, yet still continue to take action, I just don't stop, right? That's it. I just I don't stop at anything, anything that is in my eyesight, anything that I have passion towards that I believe I'm creating every single day, I take action on that creation every single day. I don't skip a day. I don't even action skip a moment. Yeah. Action it. is the key. Action. It's constant, it's consistent action. action right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Like people are looking for the magic pill. The magic pill is just do it. Yeah. And, and the compounding effect of those actions. Yeah. Right. I mean, we even talk then, about the right? success, the success hockey puck, right? You want to talk uh, about the hockey, hockey puck? Right? I'll yeah. tell you a story about it real quick. So if we bring ourselves to fruition, right? In April of 2020, this year, when I decided that I was going to give up all of these things and all of these people and everybody's everything, and I was just going to do something on my own, you know, I set for fruition, I set into fruition, you know, a goal for myself where I was really at ground zero, right? I was making a couple thousand dollars a month in consulting. And I wanted to be many, many, many times more than where I was, right? That was just like a baseline for me. Um, and I took action every single day. And first I set a goal for myself and then I just matched the action to that goal. And then I blew that goal out of the water. And then I set another goal for myself and I matched the action with it. And I blew that goal out of the water. And then I set my end of year goal. And I was like, okay, if I can just get here, this would be the craziest thing that I've ever done in my life. I've never been able to do this. And then I went and took action. And do you know what my action did? It doubled that goal. It literally doubled the goal. And so now I'm sitting here and then I was at the end of the year and I'd already doubled the goal and I had a week off of sessions. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go do this like end of year run. And if I take it from here to here, then I'm like, you know, I'm hitting a goal that I had for when I was 40 and I'm still 37. So I'm like, okay, if I can do this, then like I've got it. And do you think I thought about, I didn't have time to think about it. I didn't think about it. I just decided, let's see if this can happen. And I went into action and the hockey puck is like this, right? You can add many, many, many zeros and additional numbers to whatever that goal was when I started in April, 2020. And I did it 1000% in action. That was all I did every day was I acted and I acted and I believed and I believed and it blows my own mind. And when you help others, right, bringing this back, and I really just come from a place of contribution, right? I just want to help. I want to be able to impact. I want to see people move and then feel the feelings of what they can get on the other side. And on that, then I grow because then people tell that story and then people want more of it. And I just met myself where I was. Um, you know, another great example of that is there's a lot of people who do what I do and market digitally or socially or do videos every day or all these different things that you have to do to succeed. And there's things that I don't do inside of that. I have challenges with recording videos. And so, you know, I could have told myself every day that unless you can go on social media and record a video, like all these other people are doing every day, like you're not going to succeed. So like, don't do it. Right. That's usually where people's limiting beliefs are. And yet all I did was I said, okay, well, I'm not going to do videos yet. I'm just going to post and I'm just going to share people's stories and I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to do this. And 98% of my business blew up through social media and I'm still yet 
you know, I've, I'm three videos in for the year. I mean, I'm not in a video a day, but that's the perfect example where most people were like, Jen, if you don't start getting on stories and you don't start filming yourself every day and you don't do videos and you don't put your content out, that's what everyone would tell me. My last role, they told me I wasn't significant enough because I didn't have a hundred thousand followers, right? Like they <laughs> diminished me because of my social influence where I've spent my life being an influencer in physical space right? And being able to create that. And then when I could only do what I could do, right? This is the perfect example. I didn't stop myself. I just did what I could do. And I put out whatever content I could manage to put out. And I did whatever I felt was a message that would affect somebody, or I shared a story that somebody shared about me and, and it just did all the work. I didn't think about what was going to happen. I didn't attempt to do nothing because I didn't do the things that everyone told me were the only things that were going to work. I didn't stop myself because I was at 380 Instagram followers when I started. And what can you do with 380 Instagram followers, right? Well, you can do a lot, (laughs) right? You can do anything. Well, now that 300 and some is now 1,033, (laughs) which is still nothing to write home about yet. I've still grown my influence and I've still done so many things and being able to capture market share, just meeting myself where I am. I only do what I'm willing to do and I'm always willing to do something. So that's the key. It's not what I'm not willing to do. It's what I'm willing to do. I could give you millions of examples of this, even in the business today. There's still many things that I could be doing that I do not do today, yet I'm always willing to do things. And by doing the things I'm willing to do, the results are beyond my wildest dreams. So if I did all the other things that I'm not willing to do, imagine what would happen there. I'd be Tony Robbins Jr. Yet that's the (laughs) whole concept, right? And maybe one day I will, and that's what I'm working towards. Yet you can still get results in the now. You don't, that was the whole thing in the beginning. It's not if, when this, then that. When I'm this, I'll have that. When I create this, I'll have that. When I'm skinny, I'll be that. No, it's none of those things. It's like, where are you today? And what are you willing to do today? And my passion and my confidence and all of this comes out of the results of like, I have done this so many times. I have just acted my way through the beliefs. And every single time my mind has been blown. If you would have sat with me in April of 2020, and you would have told me that on December 23rd of 2020, I would have achieved what I have achieved in these months. And I would have told you that there was no possible way. Like literally what I wanted to create my dream when I started is one fifth of what I have today monthly. It was what my dream was one fifth. If I can just get one fifth and that was it. And the actions of that one fifth multiplied it five times. And so that's the key when we don't have to predict it and we don't have to control an outcome that's uncontrollable and we can act our way into the fruition of the belief, the universe will always give it to you tenfold. Always. will always give it to you tenfold. I, I also hear that you are true to yourself. You're not trying to be all things to everybody, but you are willing to do everything that you can for everybody within who you are. Yes. Yes, that is the key. And what I learned is that I may not be for everyone and that's okay. And I have so many people that I am for and those who want to be a part of what I do and want to be a part of my energy and my passion and what I create and that's abundant. And for all the people, I'm an energy mirror. 
So the people who tend to feel certain feelings towards me, it's really a reaction towards the energy inside them. I've learned that too. Um, Mm. And those who are attracted to me are attracted to that energy and what it can bring out for them. So it really is a lot about who the person is being because I show what, what I've learned is if you line 20 people up and you ask them to tell you about Jen Schiff, you're going to get a good 20 different perspectives because everyone's going to talk to you from their perception of them. And that's how I established myself as an energy mirror because I see that across the board. And what I know is that for people who are able to get inside of the opportunity to connect and for us to be in business together or partner together or allow me to take a stand for them, every single one of those people, you're one of them, you know, has a ton of Um, I would say just respect and admiration for the partnership and what we're able to achieve together. And that's what matters to me. It's not about the 500 people who want to say all sorts of things because they don't know who I am. It's about the 50 people who are in my world, who I can impact every day, who I love and they love me back. And that's where the magic is because you can't be everything for everyone. So for every negative thing I hear about myself, I hear 20 positive things and just, it can't matter everyone's going to judge. So whatever you do, they're going to judge you. So you might as well do what you want to do. You might as well be who you want to be. I say all the time, I live unapologetically me, right? You can say anything you want to say. You can create any story about me. I'm a tabloid in itself to many. And yet that doesn't matter because I know the truth. I know my reality. I know my impact and I know the relationships that I'm in. And so you can't let the judgments of people who you're not in relationship with dictate who you are. And that's what so many people do. They take the judgments of people who do not know them and they take those on as the being that they are. And you are not what anybody says you are. You are only what you say you are. And I always told people, I will stand in a room in a corner by myself, believing who I am, doing the actions that I know necessary to create what I want before I'll stop because somebody wants to tell me that I can't or I shouldn't or I'm this or I'm that. I've been told I'm everything in the universe. If I sat here and lined up for the audience, everything that somebody has said to me about me or who I am or what I am, and I took on any of that or I stopped myself at any of those points, we certainly would not be here today. And how many of those people have come back to me and apologized or said different things or the stories are endless because that's just me. Um, It's the belief. You have to believe in you regardless of any stimulus outside because all the stimulus is from programming of others, not who you are. Mm, Love it. So are you still able and have capacity to help more people? Uh, It depends on the day. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I, I shift my calendar, right? Often I have clients who will like take on more hours or shift into different times. I opened a day up because I was just maxed out. So I, I do have a couple slots left. So if anybody in the real estate industry is listening to this or would like me to help them, you know, it's hard to say no when people want the support. And so I continue to attempt to expand my world so that it's either me or somebody close to me that can help and support that. And whether it's consulting or the different elements that we've built out in the ancillaries or the support systems with our network and things like that. um, I just love helping people get what they want and creating an environment where they have no limitation. Um, One of the biggest things for me that I've created in, you know, what I'm doing with my network in EXP and, you know, my consulting as well is you have two choices. We can get to self-discovery and either you can tell me how you can do it yourself with your resources, or we're going to talk about how we're going to do it with my resources. However, the only option is the result. Mm. 
right? And so I do the same thing in all areas of life. I really am creating businesses for people and support systems for people that you can do it and you can win and I can do it and I can help you win, right? So it's however people want to set themselves up for success. And if you have the resources, you have the time, you have the ability to do it, you can do it. Yet if you don't, I have the resources, I have the people with the time and I have everything under the rainbow that anybody needs. So they have no stopping points. Nobody in my world has a stopping point. There's nothing that we don't have and there's nothing we can't achieve. And that works over and over again. And that's where I've really built a environment and a community of people who support me, support manifest and are getting what they want in life. And that's the magic. Yeah, well, I can be a walking billboard for you. You certainly, you know, have helped uh, Red Anchor Properties immensely um, in our business and you've been instrumental in keeping me on track. And, you know, I, I think I would say for everybody out there that's listening is, you know, Jen is going to be the type of coach that is going to be exactly what you need her to be as long as you're willing for that to be, right? Like, you know, and, and I think, I think I see you because I've known you for some time now. I think I see you as the happiest I've ever because you are no longer doing what oftentimes we as real estate team owners do, which is attempting to drag people to a destination. You've got people now that are asking you to go on a run and a journey with them. And, and I can see the fulfillment in you, right? Like, you yeah. know, and, and, and I, I think, you know, anybody out there that's building business or, even if they're just building themselves and they want to grow, I would say, I hope that you listened and you heard a lot of what was going on in here. And that, you know, a, a key message is like, you've got to be willing to do what is necessary, right? Like you can't look outside for somebody else to give it to you. Like even as incredible as Jen is, like I still have to do the work. She helps me self-realize when I might be stuck or have a roadblock, but it's still my work to do. And that's the case for all of us as humans. And along this journey, it's like, you've got to do the work. And if you put in the work and you do the work and you don't quit and you're able to keep a positive mindset and surround yourself with wonderful people like a Gen Shift, you are going to have a lot better success getting where it is that you're going. So anybody that's out there that needs a um, incredible real estate coach, I would certainly suggest that you call her ASAP because I'm not letting go of my slot. So you're not getting mine. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, it's all about the power of the relationships and the energy that we can create and the community of achievement. And, you know, it all starts with will, right? You, I was tearing up as you said that, because it just truly, I am in such a creation of like my energy and my power and my belief system and what I can achieve. And it just feels so good from the inside out because I'm the first time in my life, I'm not with opposition, right? I'm not around people or I'm not attempting to create something for people that they don't want, right? Or I'm not working against somebody else's control of not allowing, you know, there's a female male dynamic I hit a lot in my career with a lot of very powerful men in this industry across this country. And, you know, I just really have gotten to that space and I surround myself with those who want more for themselves and are open to the perspective and open to the ability to 
have me be somebody that can show them the things that they may not be seeing or the things that they are not willing to be looking at so that we can actually, again, move them from wherever they are in the moment to whatever it is that they want to create. And it's not about my agenda. It's about what everybody else needs. And that's another unique part of me is that I don't sell a coaching program and bring people onto a call and just fit them into whichever module I have for the day. It really is so custom and everybody, you know, gets a different experience based on what they need. And that makes it fun for me, but it also helps the results. And, and that's just, again, that's the magic. Well, and, and I know that's true. And that's what I love so much about it. Cause I've done the traditional coaching route and it just wasn't really for me. Um, cause I'm really good at being undisciplined. So I need somebody that can kind of, you know, navigate those lanes with me, but it was so impressive when, cause you shared with me the year notes, cause there was something in there that I needed so I could do something. And I read back through them and I was like, Oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. That was interesting time in the business, right? Like it was very, very uh, cool to see that and how you like track along with it and that, and that you are really engaged with helping people. And, you know, anybody out there uh, that isn't in the real estate industry, because I feel like real estate, it's pretty common that people have real estate coaches, right? And e even a friend just moments ago before we started this podcast was like, so coach, there's a lot of those real estate coaches out there. You know, what I'll tell anybody that has ever considered a coach or have dismissed a coach is that, you know, think about yourself in a business like an athlete there's no athlete at a high level that doesn't have a coach and so if you are trying to do things at a high level then you should really consider a coach and so like i came out of many years in hospitality and i know at first i was like coach what's this coach stuff you just go to work right <laughs> and 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 you know what it it is a um it's a very different environment Yet, I feel like having a coach in your corner that understands your business, that can be your partner, is really huge, right? That understands you, that helps you see your blind spots, right? Like, I played baseball, so a hitting coach. I remember a hitting coach all the time just doing a tweak, like, hey, you're dropping your shoulder. Oh, okay, pick my shoulder up. Whack, whack, whack. You're hitting the ball every single time. It's those little tweaks that you can't see yourself. Yeah, of course. You know, I myself had one to three coaches at all times for 10 years before I became a consultant myself. Wow. Oh, that's incredible. Well, I'll tell you what, this has just been a phenomenal, incredible talk. And I really enjoyed having you on. And I really hope that people will take advantage of reaching out to you. So why don't we let everybody know where they can find you, Jen? So the best place to find me would be on Instagram. It's the easiest and it would be at Jen, the queen Schiff with one N. So J E N the queen Schiff S C H I F F. Awesome. Awesome. Anywhere else that they would be able to reach you at or find you? Yeah, you can email me at Jen at the manifest network.com or okay. um, you can check out my website and that's www.themanifestnetwork.com as well. Awesome. Jen, is there anything else you want to share with our um, audience before we tune out here? Um, I would just like to tell the audience that I know that there's all sorts of crazy stuff that we talked about today. And if you've never heard about the power of the mind or the mind as a machine or the things that I'm talking about are just completely, you know, almost a different language to you, I would just encourage you to 
take the concept that you can achieve anything if you're willing to take the actions to achieve it and figure out how you can wake up tomorrow willing to do things you weren't doing today and what you will get on the other side of that will be something far more than you could ever imagine and if anybody actually does that please reach out to me and share the story because 100 percent of the time it's always excellent awesome awesome well jennifer thank you so so much i am so grateful for you for being on uh, the show and even more grateful for everything that you help uh, our business do every single day. And thank you so much. Thank Happy you holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yeah. See you in 2021. Bye. <laughs> Bye.